Welcome to The Application, a podcast focused on actionable takeaways to help you level up your marketing and enrollment management game. I'm your host, Dr. Allison Tercio, Assistant Vice President of Enrollment and Marketing at Siena College. Join me every Tuesday for discussions with some of the best minds in higher ed marketing and enrollment management. The application is part of the Enrollify Network, a robust collection of podcasts designed to help higher ed professionals like you grow. Explore our other shows at enrollify.org or check out some of my personal faves linked in the show notes below. Enrollify is made possible by Element 451, the leading AI-powered all-in-one student engagement platform, helping institutions create meaningful, personalized, and engaging interactions with students. Learn more at element451.com. Hi, everyone. Today, we have a special guest who will be sharing insights on a very crucial aspect of the student journey, the moment a student inquires with a college. Yep, we're going to talk about how can we leverage that moment when a student has raised their hand, they have taken an action, and now what is ours to do? So joining us today is Angie Moore, Senior Vice President for Student Engagement at Archer Education. Welcome to the show, Angie. Hi, Allison. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to talk about this. Yeah, this is one of my favorite topics, actually. I love to talk about um, the big moments when a student has taken an action, whether they have applied, they have inquired, they have signed up to visit, and and how can we as higher ed marketers really take advantage of that moment and meet the student where they are. But to kick things off, let's dive into the importance of that pivotal moment. When a student makes an inquiry with the college, they have taken an action, they have said, I am interested in learning more. Why is that moment so crucial for the overall student recruitment process? Yeah, well, I think that's a great question. And I think that's what I talk about all day and every day really is <laughs> that, you know, I can't emphasize enough the importance of that moment. Like we think that there might be other like bigger moments, but when someone is interested enough to like raise their hand or say, hey, I'm interested in this. We call that, you called it a big moment, which I think is a great a great way to frame it. And we. We also say, you know, it's a really high intent moment. Like someone is yeah. uh, in the mindset and in that frame of mind where they want to take some sort of next step forward. Um, so that's what, you know, we call that high intent. And so you're setting the stage really for, if you think about as an institution, right, as a, as a college, someone's reaching out and saying, I want to know more about you or this program or, you know, details about it. You're setting the stage for their entire experience with you. So it is a really high intent and it's a really critical moment um, where you can make that, you know, first impression essentially versus, you know, thinking, waiting until someone starts their application or gets to that point in the process before we really kind of turn it on. So I just, again, I think just thinking about and framing, you know, when someone submits a lead, we have to think about that as a, as a big opportunity to make a great first impression. Um, and so one of the things that, you know, my team does or that we were, we were talking to our partners about um, all day and every day within that, too, is, you know, what that typically looks like is, you know, someone submits that lead form and they're basically just served this like static thank you page that says, hey, th thank you. Thanks for submitting your information. Like, hold on tight. 
we'll be with you shortly kind of thing. And so that's that's why we call it like the high intent moment. How do you kind of reframe that to go from let's not leave someone hanging. Let's actually use that moment to help keep keep kind of that momentum going. When you you think about their lives outside of the college search process, which can be hard for all of us, we think that they're all of this is everything they're thinking about and and working on, right? Because that's how our lives are. But they're probably experiencing something very different when they request information or they engage with other types of consumer products or consumer services, right? That's creating some kind of expectation for how that moment should be happening. Right. Right. And to your point, there's a finite amount of time that we have in those moments to really um, keep their attention and grab their attention. Because like you said, there there are things in life kind of happening all around prospective students, you know, all day and every day. So, yeah. How do we take that moment? And instead of saying, OK, we'll, we'll get back to you later. Let's yeah. talk now. Let's get started. Let's let's continue this conversation um, right now while I have your attention. Um, And so that's, you know, that again, that's that's what we focus on is creating that conversation, um, that engagement with a with a prospective student kind of right then and there to keep them keep that attention, keep them moving forward, um, get them to take that next step. Yeah, because that's going to raise application rate. That's going to raise enrollment rate and yield. It's it's all going to put through if we if we take that sort of first moment, that first look moment and take advantage of the student, you know, so much of what we do in yeah. higher ed marketing is we're going, to, we're going to them, you know, so, yeah. so, and there's exactly. so much focus on what are we saying? What are we going to them? Here's a chance. They're coming to us. They're knocking on my door. This doesn't always happen, especially for non-name right. brand colleges, right? Exactly. I think that's another, you know, we're, we're in a time of the haves and the have nots. You know, um, and it really is critical if you if you are focused on growth and needing, um, you know, to grow your enrollments. This is such again, it's just such a critical moment. And one of the things that I was thinking about when you were kind of, you know, saying that was if you want to compare this to, okay, let's the the typical process where you're saying, okay, I'm filling out a lead form and then I'm getting this thank you page and then I'm waiting to get an email follow up or maybe a phone call from the enrollment team. If you think about your contact rates when you have that outreach, and again, like like you've mentioned, they're reaching out to us. What can we do to 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 kind of leverage that engagement right in this moment? But if we wait, contact rates usually look something like forty to fifty percent email open rates. If you like compare it to like an email open rate after someone's inquired, or your ability to get them to answer the phone, which by the way continues to go down and down and down with the phone aversion yeah. and all the technology now that says like, hey, this is probably spam calling what you know whatever. But we compare that to, okay, you've got that drop off and you can get in contact with half of those students now, essentially. Let's just round up. Well, when you can actually keep them engaged right after they inquire, what we see is that oftentimes around 80 to 90 percent of them stay with you. So to your point about being able to increase applications and increase enrollments kind of down downstream or down funnel there, if you think about you're keeping you know, another 40% of those users engaged, just think about what that could mean for more conversions later on if you're not seeing that that same kind of drop-off. So when we, you know, the, the tool of technology that we use, we call it the engagement rate. And that is, again, like once someone fills out that form, do they stay with you? Do they stay engaged on these, you know, we have these digital experiences. 
Um, and that we compare that to a contact rate because we're basically saying like this is th these are the amount of users that you're keeping engaged with your brand and getting to kind of take that next step forward. So I think that's a great way to look at it to say like if you can create more engagement in that first kind of big moment of high intent, it it absolutely will have an effect um, with those users and their ability to you know continue to move forward and fill out an application, especially you know if you're providing a really positive and unique experience that stands out from, again, all those other just thank you pages yeah. that are out there in the market. We know that prospective students today are, are getting information from multiple universities about multiple programs. So we really do have to find ways to to stand out and provide that, you know, really unique experience. What I really like about focusing in on this moment is I think a lot of times our attention is grabbed by the yield aspect of enrollment marketing. So we get really focused in on the admitted students and increasing yield. But the truth is that there's only so much you can do at that point because your relationship and your engagement has been set. This is a process that many of the students are in for two years, and we then want to leverage the last two months to make this huge sweeping change, right? So I like this idea of sort of focusing more on the front end, um, and then guess what? You're not going to be worrying as much about yield at the end of the funnel in those last two months when it's, when it's so hard to make the movement. So are there colleges that are leveraging this moment really well? Who are our exemplars? And what are they doing? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, you know, there are definitely some some institutions that stand out, certainly in my mind. Um, and, you know, we are working with colleges and universities across the U.S., whether it's certificate programs, right, uh, or bachelor's mm -hmm. degrees or master's degrees. Um, it doesn't really matter the type of program. I think it's just, you know, uh, making sure that you're providing that experience. But you know, we've worked with institutions like, you know, bigger kind of name brands like University of Texas, um, Columbia University, ASU, Babson. No, and again, some of these are certificate programs. Some of them are master's degrees um, to provide this this kind of elevated, you know, student experience right out of the gate. And um, when we've been able to come in and help provide that, we we absolutely see those application rates go up and the yield rates go up. And it makes the the jobs of the enrollment team just a little bit easier, right? They're not having to focus so much of their time and attention on, on the enrollment piece. But um, we've also worked with really kind of small regional institutions that don't have a name, you know, in their in their market. So for example, we worked with Peru State College, which is in the middle of Nebraska and complete competes essentially with the University of Nebraska. Athens State University, we're working with Augusta University today. And so I guess all that's to say, like, <laughs> if we're working with these institutions and we're using this technology, like I like to think that, you know, if you would go out today and, and submit a lead on these institutions' websites, yeah. that you would see that they are providing a, a higher level of, of kind of service and the experience to those students. But honestly, you know, I think just across the board, what I still see in higher ed today is is kind of this um, kind of one-size-fits-all approach where where institutions are still kind of just relying on a kind of set-it-and-forget-it um, automation, if you will, of just like follow-up. We're going to send emails. We're going to send some text messages. We're going to reach out. I haven't seen a lot, honestly, of um, 
this concept of you know right when a right when a user fills out that inquiry form like what happens next being something that's very unique and different mm-hmm. and stands out it it really still tends to be that um kind of generic approach of we'll say thanks and then we'll follow up later hey it's allison from the application podcast exciting news I'll be at the Engage Summit in Raleigh on June 25th and 26th, and I'd love to meet you there. Hosted by Element 451, the Engage Summit is where AI meets higher ed. Sessions will focus on cutting-edge AI applications that are reshaping student outreach, enhancing staff productivity, and offering deep insights into ROI. This is not your typical conference. Trust me, I went last year, and it was amazing. Think of it as a strategic summit where you'll learn from the best about leveraging AI and digital strategies in higher ed marketing. Imagine two days filled with hands-on sessions, real success stories, and the chance to network with top minds in the field. You're going to leave with practical, transformative takeaways as you learn how AI fosters a more personalized, efficient approach from recruitment all the way through student success. Oh, and the best part, the Engage Summit is incredibly affordable. Tickets are just $150 a person, but wait, it gets better. Use the discount code and Rollify50 at checkout and you can register for just $99. This early bird pricing lasts until March 31st. So join me and many of my fellow Enrollify network creators at the Engage Summit this coming June. Learn more and register at engage.element451.com We can't wait to see you then. So tell me more about what that experience is in the good examples or the partners that Archer is working with. What is that experience like for the student? They have filled out an RFI form. And what what happens? What do they see? What do they hear? Yeah, great question. So again, like instead of, you know, thanks, we'll follow up with you later, you hit submit. And you're basically, you're taken into, you know, we call them digital experiences. It's essentially a a section of your website that only these users can get to. um, And it's personalized to that user. So anything that they told us about themselves on the lead form is kind of pulled in to kind of set the stage to say, you know, hi, Allison, uh, let's get started. What would you like to know more about? Um, And so right then and there, you know, lead forms RFIs are typically saying something like, I request more information. I want more information. And so we're basically saying like the concept here is, well, let's continue that conversation. Like what kind of information are you are you looking for? You know, you can get easily lost and turned around and confused on an institution's website that's trying to serve all these different audiences. Yeah, we know you're interested in a program or at least interested in us. So what is it? Do you want to know more about our brand and what makes us unique as educators? Do you want to know more about this specific program? Is it the the cost and the path to enrollment that you're interested in understanding or how to finance? Um, a lot of times what we see is users are simply trying to just understand how to navigate the process, right? Like, what do I do next? What is the right next step? Um, so really that, that experience is meant to... Uh, do a few things. One, again, it's personalized to the user. It's welcoming. It, it, you know, it's kind of just creating that like welcoming environment yeah. and, and engaging experience. But we're asking questions to say like, what's important to you? What do you want to know? And we're answering questions, right? Like what, 
once we know what's important to you and what you're looking for, how can we make sure we get you that information really quickly um, and in this environment that you're already in so that you can feel confident and comfortable in taking the next step forward? Um, so that's hopefully I've painted a good enough picture there to kind of understand like yes. what might be happening once you hit submit. Well, it's very student centered. And I often talk about in, on LinkedIn, if anyone follows me, you know this. And I think I say it on this podcast quite often. I think there's a very big difference between being personal and personalized. So personalized, you, you know, you can embed a name, a program into anything. And, and But personal is getting to know that student and what they need in that moment. And so you've created at scale personal. And personal at scale is very, very difficult, I might add. <laughs> it is no I mean thank you um it's a that's a great distinction first of all you're right like personalization is is yeah you can do that all day every day by just that's a mail merge it's a mail merge yeah that's exactly nobody right. is impressed but you're with right that. <laughs> no it, yeah it's been around it's it's done but you're right yeah. do it creating per, a personal experience and doing it at, at scale is very difficult to do it requires a lot of time and energy and work and commitment and that is that's why you know I mentioned the haves and the have-nots earlier you know I feel like today we're, we're there are institutions that are kind of operating in this place where they can rely on their brand and users to kind of follow through because they know they want to go down this path and and get an education at this institution um, and so, you know, you might think if you're at that kind of institution, you wouldn't need something like this because you've got this this brand and, you know, and then there are institutions that really need to rely uh, or that really are relying on enrollments, I should say, and and are probably mm -hmm. stretched so thin that they can't deliver this kind of experience because their their marketing teams are doing everything from branding and printed materials and all the on-campus stuff and also expected to create something like this really personal engaging experience at scale like we have an entire kind of technology platform that runs this I don't know how institutions would honestly do something like this um, just using kind of third-party tools that are out there today those plug-and-play solutions um, because you're right like it, it, within this type of experience we are doing things like asking questions and then tailoring content to that user based on what they told us about themselves hey I you know I'm motivated by completing this program faster. Well, now we can speak to that with all of our follow-up content, how this program might fit that need. Um, and by the way, if you've told us that that's important, plus, you know, making sure that the cost is aligned with, you know, um, your budget, we can speak to that as well and put that kind of information in front of you more and more. And again, it's just, it is, it, it isn't as easy as I think a lot of um, companies or marketers make it sound. Um, it's, it's fairly complex. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know it is. Um, and I can vouch that it works because we do this at Siena post-admit. We, we have a whole system of asking the student questions so that we can build a relationship and we're putting content in front of them that matters to them and what's important to them rather than trying to say everything about Siena or everything about the biology program to them. Let's find out what is going to help drive their decision making and, and make it very personal in that way. Um, actually, we know the students that we do that with are 2.4 times more likely to enroll. So I can vouch that taking a personal approach is 
the way to go, um, but very hard to scale, right? That's why we don't do it until the admit stage, because at least our at least our um, numbers are smaller and, and, and it makes it more manageable. Do you have any data or examples that you want to share that really highlight the value of taking this approach? Yeah. So for one of our partners, um, when we came, so and let me set the stage by saying this was a partner that didn't really have an outreach strategy that like they had that your typical kind of automated email campaigns and things like that. But they weren't actually getting on the phone and reaching out to prospective students until they started their application. And so we came in and put this solution in place again, right? You know, as soon as someone hits the submit button on an RFI, they're going to this experience. And we were able to drive those, you know, applications by, they went up by 186% within the first um, 60 days of this being in place. And so I think that just speaks volumes. That's, that's a case study we use a lot just to show, you know, the importance of this and how it really can make a difference and drive, you know, uh, conversions down funnel. Um, Because again, it's, What's important to to these prospective students, if you can get that information in front of them and keep them engaged um, and, and help them understand, like, here's the next step you need to take, by the way. Yeah. Like, once you feel comfortable and confident, this is it. Don't forget to do this. Here's what this looks like. Um, you know, we see a lot of success with with coming in and putting that in place. Yeah. And hand raisers, that's what I'm calling these students in yeah. my mind, that hand raisers are only be- going to get more important. Um, because yeah. I don't know how much you know about what's going on with the college board, but for instance, how we purchase student information to be able to start communicating and start educating about our institutions is completely changing. Um, mm-hmm. Basically, the way that we're going to be able to communicate is going to be only through in-app messages using the Big Future app. And I just I don't personally picture many teenagers. Um, in particular, that's that's Sienna's main audience sitting there waiting for messages from uh-huh. colleges to pop up on their phone through the Big Future app. So we have right. to we have to be looking. So our search audiences that build a lot of schools, like the types of schools we're talking about, and Sienna is one of them. You know, a regional school with strong reputation, not a name brand school nationally. Right. Um, we have to look at our other audiences you know, our other sources, and we have to really be leveraging them and thinking, how are we doing this? So we, so I guess what I'm saying is we can't take for granted the hand raiser students, the people who are coming to us um, anymore. Right. A- yeah. And the, and this shift with search marketing is, is really going to push that issue. So it's a really timely topic to be thinking about this. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that's such a good point. Um, and I know that this is a big, change currently but i i feel like this is a moment that whether or not the rules are changing that this has just been kind of happening over time anyway is there's so many more options today than there have been in the past for higher ed you know especially with online and hybrid the ability to you know not have to go somewhere that's right in your backyard um you know i was thinking about this earlier you know I think in, in higher ed, I've been in higher ed for, for 15 years. I know that's not forever, but I think it's long enough to have seen this shift where as institutions we used to think, well, putting roadblocks in place isn't a bad thing because that just means that the people that get through it are going to be more committed. Yeah, and that's a yeah, good thing, more... right? Like we want to make this at least a little yeah. bit, there's a little bit of friction here so that we know that we're getting the right students. And I just think that that, that mindset set shift 
has to be there today that that's not that's not the way to attract students and that that doesn't mean that that's the only way to get quality students in the door is to put you know roadblocks yeah. in front of them and see if they can get over them we have to create those paths um in that experience that's really positive and engaging and and helps those press prospective students feel connected versus you know this is a this is a challenge to overcome so i think and i think what you're speaking to obviously you know it, it's a big it's a big and specific challenge, but to me, it kind of fits in that world of we yeah. needed to go this way anyway. Um, yes, right. <laughs> and just thinking yeah. about the students as as customers, I know that can be kind of a dirty word, yeah. but you know, thinking about their experience and how to make it positive, not only the learning environment, but just yeah. their the community that you're building and the trust um, that you're building with those students, kind of right out of the gate, is just as important. Um, yeah, I completely agree because intentionally or not, when we put up those roadblocks and barriers and those hoops, we're affecting access to college right. education too. And and we need to come to terms with that, that we've been we've been we've been cause of that. So a lot of times, by the way, um mm -hmm. marketing does not get looped into that whole conversation about um, inclusivity and access, but we have a role to play there. And so when we put those right. roadblocks up, we are blocking people, um, whether right. that was our intention or or not. And also, right. I think we as consumers, we are all now used to and we expect a much more frictionless experience across the board. So when they go to a college website and do this, and it's a completely different kind of experience than what they're getting from Amazon and Netflix and Nike and all these brands they hold in high regard, they're kind of like, hmm, what is this? I don't I don't know what this is. <laughs> that's exactly right. Um, and again, that's something we talk about all the time is, you know, we, all of us, everyone, we're consumers in our everyday lives and yeah. everything's so digital now that we have, we've come to expect this, this higher level of kind of a digital experience. And so you're right, when that's not there, it's a big like, whoa, what even is this kind of moment? <laughs> I, yeah, I don't think I, it's yeah. I don't think it's signaling what we want it to signal right. to the student. <laughs> right, right. That, and again, if you think about hand raisers or someone that's saying like, "Hey, I'm interested," we want to give them green lights, right? Like, yeah. here's how you get, here's how you move forward now. Versus, you know, hold, you know, again, putting roadblocks in the way, whether it's intentional or not, to to hold people up or to get people to drop off because it, you know, they can't figure it out or they're frustrated by it or whatever that may be. We, we can't afford to have people dropping off in, in our funnels anymore, no. everyone. So, all right, let's do one last question. Um, so if we've piqued some interest among our listeners that they need to be thinking about this moment and how to leverage it, what's one small first step that they can take as soon as they finish listening? And I'm going to start with one because I came up with one way we we're just talking. I think one is if you do not know about the changes happening to search marketing, go and find out. It's it's a huge change for our industry. I'm not sure enough people are talking about this or have an understanding about what's about to come. Now it's a change across the board. So that's the good news. But it's there's going to be a story of people who leverage how they um, find and nurture students differently than they did before and people who don't figure it out. So Let's be on the side of the people who figure it out. And this could be one tool in that arsenal. Angie, what do you have? That, great question. Go to your 
institution's website or or better yet find someone that can do this that d- isn't as familiar and have them fill out a lead form <laughs> and report back to it. you or you or you write down this what happens when when you do that what does you know do you get that static thank you page does anyone follow up if you if you put yourself in kind of the user's shoes to say what's going to help drive me forward fill out the lead form using that lens or like i said better yet have somebody else do it and come back to you and kind of report back on what that experience was like um Find something in that in that moment to to upgrade and to elevate and to fix. Um, even l- like you know one percent can make a difference, right? So find something um, in that experience that you can elevate and and fix right away. Um, and don't wait, right? Like do yeah. this now. You can figure out the the longer term solution or what that needs yeah. to look like more holistically as you go. But if you can find little ways to make improvements along the way. It, it's gonna it it'll make a difference. Fantastic advice. Thank you, Angie, for sharing your expertise on this really critical moment. Going back to how I opened the show, a critical moment from the student perspective, and one that we need to start realizing its importance on the higher end marketing side. Um, thanks for being on the show, and to our listeners, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the application. If you enjoyed today's discussion. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. If you're interested in learning more about what Archer is helping their partners to do, make sure you reach out to them. And until next time, happy marketing. The application is part of the Enrollify podcast network. If you like this podcast, chances are you'll like other Enrollify shows too. Our podcast network is growing by the month, and we've got a plethora of marketing, enrollment, and higher ed tech shows that are jam-packed with stories, ideas, and frameworks, all designed to empower you to be a better higher ed professional. Our shows help higher ed marketers and admissions professionals find their next big idea, and they feature a selection of the industry's best as your hosts. Learn from Jamie Hunt, Seth O'Dell, Day Kibbles, Jeremy Tears, and so many other of your favorite higher ed leaders. And Rollify is made possible by Element 451, the leading AI-powered all-in-one student engagement platform, helping institutions create meaningful, personalized, and engaging interactions with students. Learn more at element451.com.